Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. It is hosted by two guys that have never met each other in real life. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. And my co-host, Mr. John M. Craig. Right, Colin. That's me. I live in Red Bank, New Jersey. Although I live in Iowa, I am not in Iowa today tonight today whatever it is it's just tonight let's just say it's it's this is the thursday show but it's it's wednesday night yeah we're recording this i'm in the beautiful city of nashville tennessee music city country music city all of that stuff is happening right now i'm looking out the window of my hotel i'm staying in the beautiful uh, should i say this uh, to let people know where i'm at is is that is that too much information for telling them the hotel you're staying in do you, do you think that's I don't know. No, I don't think it's too late. No, no. How long are you going to be there? I'm going to be here if, uh, long enough that, well, long enough that somebody could stalk me and kill me, I suppose. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm downtown. <laughs> I can see the, I can say, what I wanted to say was, I can see the, the, the iconic Batman building, the, the Bat building, the AT&T building. It looks like, you know, it looks like Batman's helmet. I can, I'm looking out my window now. And I can see that. Now, you can see that from a lot of hotels downtown, I, I would imagine, uh, several anyway. But uh, I've got a good view of this thing, and it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I can see the Bridgestone building. I can see the, uh, whatever the arena over here is, where the, uh, the Predators, the National Predators, the hockey team play. It is a beautiful, fucking vibrant city, Nashville, Tennessee. Whether you like country music or not, and I'm I'm probably on the not category for the most part. I, I've got to admit, uh, it's it's got a lot going on. It really does. There's there's a lot happening. There's there's a lot going on right here in goddamn Nashville, and uh, that's why I'm here because there's a lot going on here in goddamn Nashville. I'm at the uh, National Association of Broadcasters convention. This is called the uh, we call it the Small Market uh, Show. Uh, somebody's digging there. Is that you or is that me? That's you. Is that you? I don't know. Are you there? Can you hear me? I'm. Something? Yeah. No. I'm here. I thought I had. I thought I had it off. I mean, it's it's on. It's it okay. Is? It's okay. I don't know. Something's making ding a noise, and I don't think it's me. Uh, it could be me. No, let me look. Let me look. Uh, no. No. I. I don't know. I. I just. I thought. See, because Colin is traveling, he couldn't bring in the music. No, that usually so, comes from my end, yeah. That usually comes from his end. So what I did is he has a better mixer. I have a solution. I, I wired everything. I had it input. I, I'm not so sure. It could have been me. It, it was definitely Matthew Cunningham. Was uh, I'm sorry. It was Matthew Cunningham was texting this? me, <laughs> and he's texting it's, me yeah. about his first try. He got a, uh, he got a cold brewer. He got a little cold brewer system. Oh, did he? Good for him. Yeah, uh, Takachi. Is it? <laughs> no, it's not Takachi. But anyway, yeah. So he basically has a picture. He's like, now what? Forty-eight hours brewing. Now what? First of all, forty-eight hours is too long, Matthew. You're gonna have to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, twenty-four is twenty-four is good. For, yeah, know. twenty-four. Thirty-six. Yeah. You're pushing it. You don't need for to do more part. than that. But anyway, uh, okay. So, so I don't know. So that was me probably. That anyway, so so you're you're there for the uh, a small market NAB, correct? I'm working. Yes, yeah. Small market Deal. means the yeah the uh, about uh, well it's seventy five market seventy five. So if you take the if you count the um, the cities in the United States that are the biggest cities, starting with one, New York City, and going all the way up to seventy five. From that point down, from seventy-five down, those are the markets that are represented at this at this thing that I'm at. And there's probably three, four hundred people that show up for this, and it's kind of a big deal. It's it's fun because, okay, the big the big markets they, they've got a lot going on. They've got a lot of money, and they've got a lot of things happening, and, that, and that's all sexy and exciting. And and I, I go to that show every year too. The the bigger market stuff. What the the Vegas one? Yeah, yeah, Las Vegas is the biggest one, and so you get everybody's there for that one, and that's that's just a ginormous fucking dog and pony show. It's a big deal, right. and uh, but this one's more personal. It's more this one deals more with uh, a little more of the uh, I guess uh, just more of the day to day things that the stations are worried about, which is okay. Uh, 
TV stations are worried about uh, the changing world of television. We all, we all consume television differently. Now, at least a lot of people do. We're looking at it on our phones. And as a matter of fact, today, uh, Apple, uh, it, was, it was Apple Unveil Day. It's kind of a big deal for all the, uh, all the people that are, you know, really the Apple fanboy type people. And uh, Apple today talked about their, their new stuff that's coming out, which basically... Um, most of the focus on that, from what I could see, was uh, about the the watch. The uh, the uh, you and I both have the Apple Watch, but um, the four, the version four that's coming out is uh, is looking pretty sexy. I, I we're talking what D- Dick Tracy watch? Like it does it all? Well, we're going to have the Dick Dick Tracy version. The Dick Tracy, Dick Tracy. I, I th- the new uh, there's a new software update that even the three, the version three, is going to have that ability. But the four, from what I can what about see, the version two? I have version two i think you know don't you i thought you had three uh, I mean, no, whatever i have two but i think it, it has it where you the, yeah, the basically the yeah. walkie-talkie walkie-talkie thing will work like yeah eight. yeah okay yeah so um there's going to be an uh a upgrade to the the software that's coming out here in, in during the next month or so that's going to give you the, the the walkie-talkie feature which i think is going to be cool i do because yeah you know you you leave a message somebody listens to it and they right away can respond to it and goes back and forth and it's not you know it's like not like real-time calling but um it goes back to me it harkens back to the days of what how you and i met each other the the anchor thing where you know mm-hmm. there's this mm-hmm. this back and forth of audio which is is i think it's it's a cool thing well i think it's good yeah and you know what and it doesn't involve the phone which is nice so here's this yeah. thing that's on yeah. your wrist and it's like getting yep. any break from my fucking phone is wonderful because that's yeah. all i fucking oh, do is I, yeah. it's like my everything and not in a good way in a yeah. it's how i earn my money it's like the fucking apps the gps well, yeah. i'm driving all the time it's like give me a break i don't want to text from it i don't want to read it i'm just like put the fucking thing down no and early and it's easier because earlier tonight you like i was i was at dinner we were at this place crazy place called the skulls Skulls Room, Skulls, Skulls Room, Skulls Rainbow Room is what it was called. Yeah, Skulls Rainbow Room is this club in Nashville that we went to to uh, to eat dinner. And uh, you had texted me, and it's, it was so convenient because, bing, my phone, you know, uh, makes the mm-hmm. noise. But so does my watch. I look down at the watch, and I see the text message. And I can just pull the watch up to my mouth and respond. I can just do a, a you know, voice to text. A little whisper, thing. a little voice, yeah, like yeah, a little yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just so much fucking easier. It's just, it's the, that is something that the world absolutely needs. And Apple is wise for, for really going hard after that, I think, because uh, it, par- it has to pair to your watch. And so it, it, you know, your watch pairs to your phone. And so if you, you know, if you really like the idea of this and you see people using it and it works really well and you're, a, you're an Android person, you're going to be like, fuck, I'd like to have the watch. Well, if you got the watch, you got to have the goddamn iPhone. And they're coming out with a couple of new iPhones that look to me, they're, they're just kind of upgrades of what already exists. But mm-hmm. uh, so they're, they call it an S year. So the is it 10s 10x or something or is it with inversions that are coming out did you pay attention to this well well not today i didn't pay attention right. to today was it like a full-on keynote yeah yeah they did the full apple you know tim whatever the fuck his name tim is cook, yeah tim cook came out and did the full you know dog and pony show that they do every every you know the big apple unveil thing it was was today so um but yeah um so in Nashville for the, the for the uh, for the big thing with uh, it's it's the work thing and it's it's fun I, I enjoy this this was my favorite conference that we do uh, every year and it's like I said it's more it's real it's a uh, I'll use the term belly to belly you're you're right up with with the broadcasters you're in the same room with 300 broadcasters for for three days and uh, you really you really get to know each other and it's uh, who who are these fucking broadcasters. Like just stations across the United States. So um, a lot of the, there's, there's a lot of consolidation that's going on in TV right now. So there's a lot of uh, companies like Sinclair Broadcasting and Gray Television and uh, places like that that are buying a lot of TV stations. So there's, there's some of those big companies that are there, but for the most part, it's, it's a lot of smaller companies that maybe have, uh, they might have five or six or seven stations in smaller markets. Mm-hmm. And so how, yeah. how do they think they're going to stay ahead of the curve though? You know what I mean? You like, you're buying up all these fucking TV stations, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, Hey, I have all these TV stations and, and I'm not saying the TV's going away, but the traditional, traditional way in ter- in, in the way that we receive it yes. or not we yes. at our age, but like uh, our kids. 
I think I think but even every, us, you, you know, know, I think yeah, I think everybody's uh, maybe not so much today that we're receiving it, uh, tri- you know, non in a non-traditional fashion. But I do think that uh, the way TV is going to be consumed over the next three to five years, even if you're uh, a luddite, even if you're older, it's going to change because the devices are getting sexier and things like that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then. Uh, it's just going to change a lot in the next three to five years. There's a new technology yep. called ATSC 3.0, which is going to change mm-hmm. the way the tuner works. Yeah, I've talked right. about this some. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, the idea that you can watch, uh, you, you watch something over a phone, a bigger phone, uh, a uh-huh. phablet, if you will, or, you know, if you've got your, your iPad or your w- any kind of a, it doesn't have to be an Apple device. It could be the new, I'm trying to think of what the uh, Apple version of the, of the uh, uh, surface, the, the surface, 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 the surface, surface, yeah, yeah. surface, surface Pro, Pro. yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of those devices, as those come along, people are going to be like, okay, I could watch the new, you know, whatever, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the new season of so and so on a TV, which is, you know, if I can watch it on a fucking fifty-five inch TV, I'm going to do that, uh, obviously. But it doesn't always work out, and so you know, if you're on the plane, you're on the whatever, you're you're commuting, you're whatever, you know. It's it's uh, just another way to watch and consume television. So for for the broadcasters, yeah, they're shitting their pants. They they really are because they're trying to figure out how this works, how they're supposed to do it, how they're supposed to interface with. Uh, and you and I offline here have been talking a little bit about um, okay, uh, the rules are changing. So Twitter's just added uh, some new things uh, to Twitter where they're going to do audio uh, portions of Twitter. Periscope's adding some things. Facebook is adding things. Um, Instagram. Well, Instagram. Will be, Instagram yeah. has done the IGTV, the Instagram TV, which is is something that I was going to bring up. Is that it's uh, it's portrait. It's it's yeah. it's not landscape. And the whole their whole yeah. thinking behind that is that people hold their phones that way. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what the phone is today is not what the phone is going to be forever, right? Like it, it's not. It can't be. I don't see it. I just don't. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass right now. But but I don't like it. I fucking I set up and I I have access to uh, my friend Ray's uh, Instagram account for the golf swing shirt. Yeah. And he he sent me some um you know portrait video of a guy that was trying out the the golf swing shirt uh, a little before and after like without the shirt and with right, the shirt. Right. And I had to put it together and I, and I pushed it out to his Instagram and then I decided to uh, set up an, an IGTV an Instagram TV account and I downloaded the app, I pushed it out. And it was just like I don't I don't know. Like and then I'm thinking about all this content that I have for him and I'm like, well, none of it was shot that way. So how am I going to edit this? I was even thinking about you and I if we were going to do something and push it out on Periscope and not do an audio only and do this show live. I'm like, hey, if we could get our video of you and I together, I'd want to fucking put it if it was going to be portrait in Periscope, I'd want to have like a box on top and a box below it. So like you're at the top and I'm at the bottom, you know, I don't have my head around all the tech side of it, but it's, it's a pain in the ass. Like it's not one. Anyway. So, so you're saying that, um, there are all these things happening at once. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and there's also uh, there's uh, beyond that there's what the OTT which is over the top which means you've got um, Apple TV you've got um, the you know like Roku and all these places like that that uh, are also places where people are looking uh, to be able to consume media from and broadcasters want to be a part of that they want to they want to be in you know the the traditional places where you've you've gone for for all this stuff for all these shows and for all this content whether it's you know you have uh, syndicated content you have uh, you know like you know things like oprah and shit like shit like that and all the shows that she controls and you have um you know you have local content as well as well as the the things that you know come through the uh from the the, the standard uh you know the network pro- programming and so all that stuff combined, there's got to be a way for all of that to come together. And, and they're, they're just, you know, they're, I think, frankly, they're shitting themselves trying to figure out exactly how they can be relevant and be a part of all that and be in the middle of it and try to not... Uh, the, the worst thing that could happen uh, for TV, I think, is uh, something like with... That, ha- that happened with, uh, you know, with, uh, with the music industry where uh, in basically over the course of a very short period of time, 
things changed to the point where uh, the you know, record companies in the music industry was really almost it became irrelevant overnight in a, in a, in a well, not a complete way, but uh, in a lot of their, their business model changed pretty quickly you know, when uh, people started sharing that content for free. And uh, that's not exactly what's going on with TV, but they're, they, they realize that there's shit that's going on that's changing and it's new and it's different and they've got to do something about it. So, yeah, that's kind of a lot of things that they're talking about. So yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's yeah, it's a lot. It's it's fun. It's fun to fun to be involved with. Well, have you have you heard of this um, Broadway uh, musical called Be More Chill? I have not. No. So okay, so Be More Chill is soon to be a Broadway musical, right? And it's just like sci-fi concept of these kids in high school and the idea is that they can take a pill to be like a lot cooler right and it started in new jersey it wasn't anywhere near broadway you know and then but it got a lot of um it's it's really big on social media so the cash recording uh and some of the youtube uh, videos went viral and then a bunch of people on social media were doing fan art, fan fiction, fan covers of the songs on social media. And it's like this big thing. I have no idea if it's any good. But it's one of those things where it's making its way to Broadway. <laughs> you know, that doesn't mean it's going to be successful, but it shifts and changes everything, right? Right. You know, I mean, there are other things like this, but, you know, it, it made me, like, I don't know, something about this made me think about, like, professional wrestling. Okay, professional wrestling was pretty big for years, you know, 50s, 60s, all the way up until like the 80s, 90s. Not to say that it's not big now, like Vince McMahon did a, a thing with the WWE, which used to be the WWF, World Wrestling Federation, whatever. But it used to be these regional things, but it was pretty big with like, not that every boy, but a lot of boys watched it growing up. My kids have never watched wrestling. Never. Not once. Never. And and it's just like because there is so many other things, you know, they have access to the world on their fingertips. Even the shows that they watch. I mean, for me growing up, what did I watch? I watched Saturday morning cartoons. That was it. During the week, there were limited stuff for kids, sure, but it was a very different space. And now, and even this generation of kids, like my nephew, who's ten months old, it's like I have no idea how he's going to consume stuff. When my kids and your kids were young, because they're similar ages, it was like it was still Baby Einstein videos and shit, yeah. and like, and yes, you watched Nickelodeon, Nick Jr., fucking, you know, PBS Sprout and all that shit, and and now it's like it's on demand, you know, and they've got a fucking phone or an iPad with them twenty four seven, and they can watch whatever they want. Like I watched a video <laughs> the other day that was a kid on a flight i want to say it was, i think it was a flight from germany to newark airport and this five-year-old kid was screaming the entire time because he couldn't get his ipad because there was no fucking wi-fi <laughs> okay and he couldn't watch his thing and it's like are you fucking kidding me and like the mom was trying but not really and it's just like what the fuck because there's this sense of i want it i can have it and i can have it now it's just a different world man i had that fucking kid i swear to god i swear to fucking god i'm i'm in the fucking airport this morning and uh i'm like thinking okay there's this kid there's a, a couple and uh, okay they've got these two kids and the two kids are running around raising hell and the one kid has got uh, she's she's got uh pink beats headphones and she's like she's like probably six maybe not even that old five four five six uh and she's got pink beats headphones on and she's got some sort of uh device that is she's watching movies on and she's or something she's she, anyway she's getting pissed she, there, there's something about what she whatever she's watching and, and she's getting pissed about it and uh she she drops the headphones takes them off and she's just raising hell uh you know causing a ruckus over whatever the hell it is she's crying and fussing and and screaming and uh, mom you, gets her in line a little bit but anyway i'm looking at this kid and i'm thinking oh my god i just i uh, hope wherever she's gonna be on the plane she's nowhere near me 
She's in the fucking seat behind me. I swear <laughs> to God, all the way there. She is kicking my seat and fucking talking and making noise. And I'm tired. I didn't sleep worth shit before. I had a, I, I had a 6 a.m. flight. So I got a, and they're boarding at 5.20. So I, I, I planned to get up about 4.15. I got up, I, I woke up at about 3.45 and knew, all right, I can't go back to sleep. So I've been, you know, I got no sleep. I, anyway. Kid was right fucking behind me kicking my seat, and I wanted. To just, <laughs> I just God, it was just like but anyway, yeah. <sighs> so what's the what's the kid? Wa- I don't know what the kid was watching. I don't know what the kid was uh, was what Ozark, the, what, probably Ozark. Fucking, <laughs> fucking. The kid was freaking the fuck out because you're like, no fucking way, no way, no fucking way. This is so much better than season one. It's like they, John, holy shit, I'm gonna have a fucking heart attack. I don't know why the kid talks like me <laughs> if I were fucking John Travolta. I don't yeah. even know. You flew to Nashville, and I'm doing that voice for that yeah, kid. Exactly. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I had that fucking kid beside, behind me. It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right, yeah. What do, what do they watch? What are they, what are they, and, I, yeah, my kids have never – my kids don't even – I can tell you, my kids – okay, they're girls, which might make a difference, but uh, nonetheless, they, I don't even think they know – have any concept mm. at all what professional wrestling even is that it even mm-hmm. exists they, right. they if you said there's these guys that are super muscular and they do this big stage act whether you believe that's true or not but they have this big thing where they go through and it's very dramatic and they all yell at each other and it's very scripted and blah 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 how are you however you describe that to them they're going to be like what the fuck they, they have no idea that it, you know you, you might as well be talking about bigfoot they cause they don't have any idea they probably have more idea that there's a, that there's a concept that there is a Bigfoot that there is uh, professional wrestling. But you're right. Back in the day, if you would have gone, that back, was a thing. That was like the that's what that's one of the things that boys watch. I mean, you watch yeah. sports or you watch that when you were younger, and then yeah. you realized it's fake. But then you're like, I still kind of like it. Yes. And and as the culture changed, Vince McMahon changed wrestling. There was a period of time in the. Graduated. I graduated college in 1992. Uh, moved to New York City uh, a couple of years later, and in the the mid to late 90s, my friends and I we would hang out and we would watch. Like there was wrestling became this thing where I'm, I'm there's maybe one person that listens to this that really knows wrestling a lot better than I do, so I'm gonna not do it justice. So fuck you, guy. Um, but it was you had two. You had Ted Turner had wrestling. And Vince McMahon had wrestling. So Ted Turner's wrestling was on um, TBS, his station. And then I guess uh, Vince McMahon had his on, uh, I think he had it on like few networks, a couple of networks. There was some MTB stuff. There was a WOR. TBS, TBS, right? But no, 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 that was was the, so there were the two, I can't remember. So that was like the NWA. Uh, I forgot what that's. And then you had the WWE because it used to be WWF, but then the World Wildlife Foundation sued and whatever. They had the right to that. And so, but, uh, but eventually it got to the point where um, WWE pretty much won. They were the one, you know, and, uh, and then it kind of, they kind of bought up contracts and then you had like the new world order that was on TNT. There was, it was a good time though, because they were so competitive with one another that they were really pushing the envelope. You know, that was, uh, when, and, and, and the themes were not family based. It was before the WWE went public, I believe <laughs> it was like pretty raunchy and pretty stupid, pretty over the top. And, when I was in my late twenties, it was kind of funny. It was like you realize it was like a soap opera, but it was so stupid and like so obnoxious. And a lot of those, a lot of those guys were really talented, really charismatic guys. You know, whether it was way back with a Randy Macho Man Savage, not way back, but kind of, or even Jesse Ventura. Um, you know, you know, whether you like the guy or not, he is a smart, charismatic motherfucker. You know, and. But again, it's like now it's sort of like I can't, I can't watch. It's like it's, the only reason I watch it now is because I've got that friend of mine from college who used to write for the WWE, and right. he, and now he, um, he works for Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Seven yeah. Bucks Productions, and does TV development stuff. But yeah. for my generation, we were, we were the thing that was more forced on us was. Uh, HR puffin stuff was, uh, mm. was uh, yeah was 
Well, you you were you were <laughs> you were I was I was a kid. Like like that came out. That was um uh, what's his name, right? Was that uh, the Croft, Croft like Croft Seals Brothers. and Croft? Not uh, Seals Croft, and Croft. Croft <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> the Croft, right. Where, where they had that other one with, with the uh the fucking Land of the Lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah All that so. shit. Yeah, it was yeah. They, they were they were very and this stuff was very drug inspired. It was there was just you you cannot watch HR Puff and stuff and not realize that these guys were were dropping a lot of acid and in, and that was what we watched on Saturday morning TV was the there was some guys that took acid created shows that were consumed by children <laughs> and if you wonder what happened to that generation that's 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 what the problem was that's why it happened it's you know. The Croft Brothers. You can probably trace it back to them, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. So, um, weird thing today uh, on the plane. Uh, we're, I'm getting on this plane that's going to Nashville. And uh, the, one of the people that I work with was looking out. And she says, uh, there's something weird going on down on the runway. It looks like there's, uh, there's like a, some kind of a color guard thing going on. And I was like, okay, okay. Let's, I sort of kind of looked out the window and saw what she was talking about. There was some guys that were pushing this. Uh, it was like a, not necessarily a coffin. It was like a big box thing and had a flag on top of it. And there was uh, some, uh, a bunch of, uh, of the, the uh, some stuff, military looking stuff on the side of it. And there were some people walking around with it. So um, had kind of gotten the idea that there was some sort of maybe a soldier that uh, had somehow died and they were bringing this, uh, you know, bringing a coffin back in the plane. Didn't think any, anything about it until right before we were landing, the pilot makes an announcement and says that there is a ceremony that's going to go on outside on the, uh, and they did it out on the tarmac where they, there was uh, these guys from the Navy were, had showed up. Oh, and I saw so, you put this on your Instagram story, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. the, this uh the story was and this uh, i gotta look this up more i haven't i haven't tried to look it up they see exactly what the details uh, entirely were but um a, a guy that was a pilot during world war ii was shot down over hawaii and his uh hawaiian uh the plane over hawaii had landed in some sort of a deep uh jungle in hawaii and uh, it was a uh it was uh, just re until recently they just found this plane somewhere in the jungle in Hawaii and his remains. And so uh, he was being returned back to his home state, to back to Tennessee, to Nashville, where he was from, uh, eight, whatever. How long has it been? So I don't know if this happened as Hawaii, World War II. The only thing I can think of is like Pearl Harbor. So um, 19, that was like 1942. So what is that, like 70 years, 75 years ago, 80 years ago, some shit like that. And... Uh, so they're bringing this guy's body back. His younger brother was actually there on the tarmac when they brought the body out. And uh, was, you know, it was like they had him in a coffin and stuff, but they had a full military guard there. Wow. And they're bring, bring, yeah, they're bringing the guy back to bury him in Tennessee. It was fucking bizarre. And so um, when the uh, we got off the plane, they, you know, we, we knew the only way to kind of see what was going on. We had to find some windows that were going on somewhere. And... Uh, when I got to the uh, up the in, you know, in the Atlanta airport or in Atlanta, it was in Nashville. Excuse me, uh, we left Atlanta and came to Nashville. But anyway, um, the area where I could see it, there were a lot of people. There was just a, a ton of people that were looking out the window and trying to you know, trying to watch this this ceremony that was going on. Mm -hmm. And the majority of the people that were standing there were these. It was the Mexican national soccer team. There was, there was, I would guess maybe coaches and athletes. There was like a hundred of them there. There were, uh, these guys that were dressed up in their fancy, they had these Adidas, uh, you know, really, uh, nice, uh, team soccer sweat things, whatever, you know, soccer uniforms that were not the soccer uniforms that they had, the, the warm up type things, jerseys and all that stuff. It was the Mexican soccer team. These guys were really, you could tell they were really, touched by this they they were all just you know just completely quiet standing there really uh 
it, it was uh, something that really I could tell affected them. And uh, there was a lot of people just watching. It, it was it was it was touching. It really was. It was like I was like, God damn! It's like his brother, his fucking younger brother, mm-hmm. who looked. Yeah, he's old. His younger brother, I would guess, I don't know, 80s maybe, mm. Uh, mm. was there. Uh, and uh, yeah, just. So I'm watching it now. I'm watching. Okay. So oh, it's on, you, you, you it's, it. it's on. It's on your Instagram. It's on your Instagram Oh, the story. Instagram thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And and, uh, and it's uh, it's a portrait, by the way, which is cool. I'm okay with it. There was local TV. There was local uh, Nashville TV there. So there, there's a story. Yeah, I see a photographer. So there are three. There are three um, uh, flag bearers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they don't look necessarily young. Uh, it's like a bald guy in the middle, maybe an older guy with a white hair. So it's the American flag, and yeah. they're wearing these blue shirts with these like. What's the X on their back? Is that something that holds? They're able to hold the flag inside, like inserted into something. What the fuck's going I, yeah, on there? Yeah, I think it's, it's some weird. Kind of a, yeah, some kind of a harness type thing that they put. A flag it it on. almost looks like a harness, but it's. I don't know. They almost, with the exception of the American flag, the other flags look like it's like they're these made-up flags of like. Some, one of them it's a, is. Yeah, I think one of them is one of those POW MIA uh, flags, and I'm another one might be like a. Tennessee flag or something. Well, the one in the middle is, uh, it's a red flag, and there's a circle in in, in the middle um, with black inside the circle, and then white stars, like three white stars, symmetrical white stars, I think. they're. I'm fascinated by like five-point stars. And then I can't tell what the blue flag, maybe that's the Tennessee flag, but I'm not sure. But even that color, it's a good color blue, by the way, that they're wearing. So then, but these, so these guys, so this guy was in the Navy? He was a yeah naval pilot. They said he f- flew a Hellcat something or other. Yeah, and I'm not saying that look like Navy SEALs are fucking badass motherfuckers in the Navy, but these fucking dudes and however they're marching, holding this flat like this coffin that's wrapped in an American flag, um, they seem really gay to me. Like I know that they're not, but I know that <laughs> okay. this I okay. know that I'm really. The the guy I think the guy okay so I'm looking down at it the guy, uh-huh. there was like six sailors that are carrying the coffin I think they looked pretty legit military I thought now the, then there was these other dudes that were along I think they were kind of these POW MIA guys kind of and then I think the one guy that you're seeing is I think is his old brother so I don't know I'm not mm-hmm. um, I focused more on uh, <laughs> watching the soldier guys and it was uh, I can tell you it was no what just being there in in public live watching. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, I, and this I was kept, just coincidence, complete coincidence. Complete, Your plane happened yes. to. What was the girl behind you? The little girl, the asshole. You know, I'm talking about that was watching Ozark, and she's freaking yeah. the fuck out, just kicking her chair. What was she doing at this at this point? Was she looking? Uh, she had ran off. She you was know. like fucking. She's. They took her to Starbucks to get her a fucking. I don't know, cold brew. I don't know what what her deal was. She was. I don't know. So the the unfortunately the video cuts off. It's fifteen seconds, and the video yeah. cuts off before they get the coffin inside the hearse. The hearse is fucking crazy. It looks like a spaceship. It's a white That's hearse. Yeah. It's a white hearse well, that looks like it could be a Tesla. Fucking, what's going on there? It's a standard. That's a standard old Cadillac hearse. I don't. Know, I, just, I don't I think, think I've ever hearse. seen a white hearse. Maybe. Maybe I have. I don't know. I think okay. White Hearse, I, at least in the Midwest, this was in the South. I think in the mm-hmm. Midwest, with the the White Hearse is is kind of a, a standard thing. I think that's how they do it. I don't know. Um, there's right, so there's some black hearses, white hearse. It's either black or white, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, all right, since since we're here, I guess I'll start from the beginning. So the first thing you posted is this tag is applied at boarding gate for security screen baggage only. So is that your baggage? Is that your luggage right there, the yellow, or is that someone else's? The yellow, that's me. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's you. Yeah. What is that? It's fascinating. It's, it's too close up to know what's going on there. It's so just I. It's just a, the, I thought I'd throw a picture of the bag. Now uh, here's how the bag thing went. Okay. There's a couple things happening in in the world of baggage that I that, that I think is interesting. Um, you you. You go through the world and uh, you, you get used to the idea that there's a product that people use for something and the product is the product is the product. And uh, what's happening now in the world of baggage is, uh, and I think this is, to me, this is fascinating. Uh, baggage has changed entirely over the last couple of years, two, two to three years. Uh, it, if you had a really nice set of baggage that you had bought, say, five years ago, that shit is obsolete now. I don't care if you haven't used it 
you might as well fucking throw it away. Mm-hmm. You might as well take that shit to the curb and take a dump on it and just light it on fire because it's no good anymore. The reason I say that is because the mind, once expanded, can never return to its original dimensions. The mind, once expanded, can never return to its original dimensions. So, somebody along the line redesigned the wheel. There's a new wheel on baggage now. There's a new wheel on luggage. You can, you can roll completely differently than you used to roll five years ago. You can take your bag, you can roll it flat now, you can roll in all different directions, you can pull it effortlessly from one place to another, no matter where you tug from, no matter where it occurs, it's, it's, an, it's a new experience now. So those old bags that used to roll one-dimensionally on the w- wheels, which, which worked well, it worked fine, it was, it was an effortless thing for the most part, uh, but it's not easy enough anymore. It's, just, it's, it's too hard to actually take your bag and tilt it now and pull it forward. You, you, you can't do that. You have to, even if your bag's in a standing upright position and you push it, you want it to roll smoothly seamlessly you, you don't want to have to actually go through the effort through the through the hard work of having to actually tip that bag and pull it behind you so everybody's getting rid of their bags that that fascinating yeah it was fascinating to me and, and i thought that was that was interesting so what happened in between time was somebody decided to take this new bag with the new fancy schmancy wheels that roll in any direction that make it completely effortless for you to push the bag in any direction no matter what and they decided to do what they decided i'll add a battery to this bitch i'll put a battery on this thing so that i can take that battery now and you can walk into the airport and you can plug your phone into it you can plug your headphones into it you can buy anything that needs to be recharging plug it into the bag and your battery now except what happened very shortly thereafterwards was the airline said Thank you. They, they, they found out this from the cell phone industry. Certain batteries blow up. They cause fires. And so the airline industry said, wait a minute, if you have a bag that now has a battery in it, fuck you, you can't take that under the plane. You have to take the battery out of the bag. So there was a bunch of people that bought bags with batteries and they had to get rid of the bags with batteries. So there's though those bags are gone. And so now you've got a generation of people that realize, me included, that I have to have a bag that rolls effortlessly, smoothly in all directions. I've got to be able to take this bag and move it around with no effort. And it cannot have a fucking battery in it because battery is going to cause me effort at the airport. It's going to cause me to have to pull that battery out, show it to somebody along the line as they check my baggage and say, I've got a battery here, but the battery cannot blow anybody up. It cannot cause a fire it cannot cause anybody any pain or misery i've got a standard bag with sexy wheels on it and you're gonna have to like this bitch my bag with sexy wheels on it is bright fucking yellow it's canary yellow and the reason for that is the reason for that is because i can take that thing i can throw it on the baggage carousel i can return to the baggage carousel and without any effort whatsoever i can see where my bag is it's coming down the carousel it's the only bright canary fucking yellow bag that is on the carousel fuck you bitch i'm going over there it's got a leather it's is that a leather handle that it's got there at the top looks like leatherette i'm guessing (laughs) leatherette (laughs) Um, i don't know all right so so the next the next one is your flight your flight, yeah. uh, I, Cedar I, Rapids to Atlanta. First, first leg of the flight. Yeah, the just, first leg yeah, of the flight, okay. Yeah. And then the next one is inside the plane. So what do you got? To, I, I'm a little confused by this. What do you got? Two and two? Two on the... What? Uh, What's the question? The the, the uh, number of seats. You've got two on one side and two on the other? There's Yeah, it's one of those little puddle yeah, jumper. Yeah, little, yeah, 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 where you yeah, got yeah. the two on one and the Dude one Dude in front of you has a pimple on his neck. Nice or something. Uh, does he? Some All sort right, of cut. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You got the... Uh, sugar. Yeah, you got the clouds. You got the rolling clouds in the sun. Now, the next one is the one that I, I sent you a comment. Uh, you have a a um, a coffee stained white Starbucks um, cardboard cup. Yes, yes, it says we proudly serve with the uh, you know the Starbucks mermaid or whatever, and it's on top of uh, Delta Sky Delta magazine. And I I said <laughs> it's a very strange perspective this photo. Uh, and, and and I said that head is uncommonly large. Yes. Or something like that. Is that yeah, common? Yeah. It is common. The the yeah. hip hop artist and actor. Okay. Yep. And then uh, and then there's a video here. You get the downtime you deserve. That's a Delta ad of some sort. Get seated and settled sooner with priority boarding. They're they're selling yeah. some shit. All right. Oh wait. Do do they actually have a? Oh, they do have a USB charger right there on the uh, under the TV. 
They do. It works. That's pretty works good. Pretty well. As yeah. long as the TV's on, the USB charger is working. Mm-hmm. I figured out. So All right. It's there, there's a, so so here we go. You got you got this woman who's wearing some sort of outfit, and then the woman behind her, she's um she's an older lady. She's not that old. She could be younger than me even, but she looks crazy old. She's wearing a pink shirt, no green hair. She's got terrible hair. Um, and then Lily Tomlin is walking on the plane. Yeah, yeah that's weird. Did you yeah. notice that? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was very similar to Lily Tomlin. I, I love, I yeah. love watching travelers. Don't you love watching airplane travel people? Because they get sometimes they're just dressed. To, there was a lady that was standing. There was in front of me for a, a lot of that flight. That she had a Rolex watch and she had wow. a Louis Vuitton purse and she had. Uh, she was just dressed to the nines and she was just everything was just perfect about her. And then you got certain people that roll on. And they've got the, the the thing around their neck, and they look like they just fucking woke up, and they got sleep boogers, <laughs> and you know they you still got their slippers on, and they're like, I you know they're scratching their ass, and you know they've got you know cookie crumbles all over their shirt and shit, and right. there just seems to be a different yeah different attitude about it. Some people yeah. are really dressed to impress on the plane, and some people just don't yeah. give a fuck. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't I don't like to do the full on down shit. I mean, yeah. I, when I used to travel for work, I used to, I didn't get dressed up like crazy, but I mean, I, I would, I would put together, I'd put myself together a little bit, but, um, I miss traveling a lot. I really, I can't, I don't even know the last time I traveled. You know, uh, what I decided I today was I, I, I don't, I'm not pre-SA, pre-SA. That's what they should call TSA it. TSA pre-approved. They should call it pre-SA. Do you have a, do you have um, an American Express card? Uh, I do not. But yeah, uh, well, I used to. okay. Well, if you had one, then uh, if you if you have the um, American Express Platinum, they will pay for your TSA pre-approved and your uh, your global entry. Yeah, it's only seventy bucks. It's not. It? Well, yeah. I think TSA pre-approved, but then there's the other one. There's clear. Yeah. So there's like yeah, so now it. that's brought it to the next level. And I I drive these. I drive um, business travelers. Well, I used to drive them all the time, but it's been a quiet month mm-hmm. because things have slowed down with school year starting and everything. But uh, it, it, it um, there are people that they travel all the time and they can't go back. They just it's they're over it. And once they get clear, it's like TSA um, pre-approved. It's okay, but it's getting to the point where almost everyone has it. Not really, yeah. but a lot of people well, have it. More um, yeah. global yeah. entry makes a huge difference. I mean, yeah. I see it all the time. It, and it, yeah, it's possibly anecdotal, right. but fuck, I've seen people get off a no. plane and into my fucking car within 12 minutes of landing, and it's mind-boggling. Yeah. And then I've and then I've waited as much as an hour and a half for someone that's not TSA pre-approved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're it like, makes a big what difference. the fuck? I've made and, like seven dollars an hour for that yeah. pickup. And the you clear know. thing, you know, I, well, the reason they can't do it is because the mind, once expanded, can never return. To its original dimensions. True <laughs> words have never been yeah, spoken. Uh, the expanded mind. The expanded mind. Uh, so yeah, I, I I would like to have both. I, and it's yeah, even, yeah yeah. It's probably listen. You you travel. I think you. It seems that you travel enough to make it worthwhile. Yeah. Okay. So I'm traveling two, three, four times a year, somewhere <laughs> in that range. Okay. And so I from now on I'm like fuck it. I don't want to wait another. Fucking but when line. you're traveling, to- are you traveling with colleagues? Yeah, and I don't want to take my shoes off, and I don't want to fucking pull my shit out of my bag, and I don't want to do any of that shit. Fuck you, but people. when you're traveling with colleagues, do you wait for them? Do you share a car to the hotel? Yeah, do you yeah. Do so you end up but nonetheless, you yeah. still want to get the fuck through that thing and be like, I'm going to wait on the other side. I'd, yeah, even if we do, even if I somebody else is 20 minutes behind me because of that, I'd still rather be 20 minutes ahead and, mm-hmm. you know, drinking my Starbucks cold foam cold brew while mm-hmm. they're, you know, trying to put their shoes on yet mm-hmm. because of some stupid fucking thing because some shoe bomber fucking 4,000 years ago decided he was going to try to almost blow up a bomb, which is, uh, it's crazy shit, but uh, yeah, so... All right, next, next. Uh, this is next on your Instagram at the Brick House. It's at the at symbol A T B R I C K House H O W Z. That's your personal house. Instagram. House. And and so now the next one is you are you. It, it seems. Let's see when this was. This was twelve hours ago. So hold on. What time is it? I don't have my watch on me. Uh, it's like uh, uh, it's eleven forty-five. That's eleven forty-five. So it was ten forty-five a.m. Okay. Ten forty-five a.m. local time, right? You're you're um. What are you? Uh, Central Standard. 
Yeah, it was probably. It depends on where I was at. I was in. I, I was. I've been in a. Couple Were you of in a? Was so you you're you're in this. There is a backsplash tile. It's this gold tile shit, and there's one to the. They're like like twelve beer taps, but it's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god, it's so freaking me out because there's no rhyme or reason to how these are spread out. But there's so <laughs> many of them that looks like good beers. There's so many. Yeah, that's, that's what the fuck a, was that? It's a place in Nashville, and uh, I, th- I think the next slide actually has the name of the place on it. Which, e- Flying Saucer Draft yeah. Emporium, yes, serving good I, beer to good people since 1995. Yes, and I thought it was going to be good. Um, the reason we ended up there, not uh, it was by accident. <clears throat> we had decided um, the people that I was that I was with wanted to get sushi, and they asked somebody what's the best place to have sushi around here? And the woman just uh, at the hotel, the concierge, uh, she said, without missing a beat, she said, it is Virago, is what she said. Go to Virago. And it's in the something blah, blah, blah. She told us where it was at. Name some other place. And she gave us general directions. So we started heading there. And we got about two-thirds of the way there. I looked at the two people that I was with, and I said, is this Virago place open for lunch? And they both looked at me and went, ah, I don't know. Then they pulled their phone out and looked and went, yeah, it doesn't open until five. And so this this other place, this uh, beer emporium place, whatever the fuck it was, was just around the corner from where we were at. So we uh, we ended up there, and it was it was aight. It was it was okay. It was uh, you know their beer selection. They had a lot of uh, they did. It wasn't a a brewery. They didn't brew any of their own stuff. So it wasn't any of that. So they're just a bunch of stuff. A bunch of you know, beers on tap and and bottled, and it was it was okay. It was the food was okay. I had the uh, I had the Marcellus Wallace uh, for for lunch there, and uh, it was kind of a it was kind of a Philly cheesesteak sort of thing, which was uh, it was it was pretty good. It was okay. I, I'm I'm not saying it was uh, worth stopping for, but uh, okay, it, it didn't suck. Uh, so flying saucer draft emporium yes. serving good beer to good people since 1995 achieve immortality become a beer nerd b-e-e-r-k-n-u-r-d i don't really understand what the k I never, you know I, I was in there and i didn't understand the misspelling either yeah I, so I, so you toss us 18 bones is that 18 dollars I believe, yeah, I believe that's how it goes. Drink your beers, and you get a plate showing how awesome you are. All the brews that's fit to print, beernews.com. What's with the K in the N? Is that Kentucky? No. What the fuck? Nashville? I don't know. I never did okay. figure it out. No, it beer, be Nashville. Yeah. Uh, so this is beerknerd.com. It's B-E-E-R-K-N-U-R-D.com for the three people that listen. I don't know why I'm promoting them fuck them let's move on um now who is the next motherfucker there's these photos of these older fella and i thought is that johnny cash then i'm like that's not johnny cash okay that is johnny cash no so that's johnny cash all those pictures are johnny those black and whites are johnny cash so it's all these black and whites right but he's like a baby it's like it's like 18 19 year old johnny cash in the military yes yeah yeah fishing sitting on a car yes Oh, yes, wow. those are all. Yeah, those are all weird photos. I've Late forties, early fifties, or maybe mid forties. Uh, about nineteen fifty. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, wow. He was in the military uh, apparently, wow. and uh, they said he, he he was in the one photo with a white coat on. He's skiing in Germany, uh, but the other ones are, are yeah, basically around nineteen fifty. Before anybody knew who he was, he was uh, you know just a kid from. Uh, Tennessee that was off finally seeing the world for the first time and uh, was in the service. And those are uh, on display in the, uh, uh, there's, there's a big building that has the uh, country, is it the, uh, I don't know if it's the country music, country music museum, hall of fame museum or some shit like that. It's downtown. So I just walked up and took a picture of those. But yeah, those are where, where were they? Oh, they were they, okay. All right. There, there. I saw a musical. This is a while ago. Yeah. Um, called the Million Dollar Quartet. Okay, and I saw this with 
my ex-wife and my former in-laws. So it, it's it's called the Million Dollar Quartet: Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl per- Perkins, and Johnny Cash. And mm-hmm. it, it dramatizes uh, the Million Dollar Quartet recording session of December 4th, 1956, among early rock and roll country stars who recorded at Sun Studio in Memphis, which are uh, the three, the four of them. So anyway, it's, um, it, yeah, it opened on Broadway in 2010 after several tryouts and regional productions and spawned a 2011 West End uh, that's up in the UK and London show. Uh, I remember liking it. Um, but I think it's it's right around the time that those photos were taken. It was shortly after those photos were taken, before Johnny Cash was Johnny Cash, before Elvis was full-on Elvis, you know. Um, maybe Jerry Lee Lewis. I, I don't know. But uh, I, remember, I remember it being okay. I fucking hate musicals, though. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not a big fan, except for... Uh, the what's the what's the um the one with the 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 guys who did South Park? Grease. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Groanings. Matt, the Groaning Brothers. No, no, not the Groaning. It's uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Um, or what's whatever, that music called? Book of, Mormon. Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Oh, Book of Mormon. Oh, okay. it's fantastic. It's so good. I haven't seen it in a while, but really good. Okay. So uh, no, I don't. I, yeah, yeah. All right. So Johnny Cash, and then it looks like uh, there's a uh, now you're maybe that's a view from your hotel, and then you've got something called Diner, uh, that is downtown. Printers. Did you talk about Printers? Printers uh, Alley. That's the Hatch. Well, Printers Alley is yeah where yeah the place where we ate. I thought I talked about that. So um, all right. So here's the thing that I found out. Um, as we were talking, I uh, I looked up the the guy, the the dead guy, the 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 soldier guy. Oh, oh, you looked at it. Did you look that up while we were during the show? Just now, I just looked okay. this up. Yeah, a World War II soldier. This is from the Associated Press. This is actually dated a month ago. Uh, a, a World War II soldier who was missing for nearly seventy-four years is returning home to Tennessee after his remains were recently identified. Tennessee Department of Veterans Services announced Monday that the remains of U.S. Army Staff Sergeant William Turner of Nashville will arrive at Nashville International Airport on Tuesday. So that wasn't correct because uh, we're Today a month later. So, um, uh, well, they're saying well, no. This is dated August, though. Right. Uh, um, our graveside service uh, at the National Cemetery is scheduled for August 22nd. And we're into September, correct? Yeah. Anyway, uh, 20-year-old Turner was an aerial engineer assigned to the 555th Bomb Squadron, 386th Bomb Group, and crew member of the Hell's Fury B-26 bomber. He was aboard Hell's Fury when it was shot down by anti-aircraft artillery during a 219 bomber strong air raid targeting the German-controlled uh, Seifel Aerodome in Amsterdam. So the story I heard today was something about fucking uh, Jungle of Hawaii. What the fuck is that all about? All right, this is it. Can't be two of these, but um, blah 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 blah. Anyway, so yeah, that's the guy. I don't understand what the Hawaiian story was that the guy told us on the airplane was about. That was the, the pilot on the airplane told us the Hawaiian story, but um, according to this, he was shot down over Germany and remains returned. So that I think is probably more accurate. Yeah, sorry. All right. Anyway, that's what's going on. Anyway, I found out who the guy was. Shot down over Germany. Nothing to do with Hawaii. If that makes any sense. If you're still there. and I know, I know I'm here. I'm here. I, I am. I just uh, fuck that guy. What did he do? Twenty-year-old. <laughs> he was a bomber. He's a, He's a hero. Guy. He's a hero. He's a twenty-year-old guy. He got shot. He was a he was a soldier in World War II. World War II is the one where we had to go fucking fight the fucking Germans. By were, the way, were, were coming to kill us. World, this wasn't like an optional mm-hmm, war. Yeah, this wasn't like yeah, the, this. This was yeah. the one that made America great, and then some of us still believe that it's so fucking great I, that you know, I, because of this one, it is a very big pivotal moment in the. But if if not for world for the way America responded in World War Two, there would be no fucking uh, there would be no internet. Europe. There'd be no fucking smartphone. There'd be no, no internet. No. No, we'd no. all be driving. We'd all be driving VW bugs and mm-hmm. fucking saying Zig Heil is what we'd all be doing because I'm fucking, okay with the VW bug. 
you know. But the old bug, not a new bug. I'm talking about the old no fucking. And it had no, it had no heat. It had no air conditioning. These these were piece of shit. Well, they were kind of fun to drive, actually. But yeah, no, we we. I like the way they vibrate and make my taint feel. <laughs> America saved all the world, all of the fucking ungrateful motherfuckers uh-huh. in fucking Europe, in fucking every place in the world that would say, fuck you, America. Uh, here's what we have to tell you occasionally is you got to roll back the clock to 1940 fucking mm-hmm. two and look mm-hmm. at what happened and watch the goddamn Ken Burns thing. It's 10 mm-hmm. parts. And then I want you to watch that. And then I want you to flagellate yourself because you're an ungrateful fuck because we saved your fucking asses, no. motherfuckers. Well, Near, we nearly 17 years ago in October, mid-October 2001, after yes. September 11, 2001, I moved to London. Yeah, I've told that story. I think I told that story uh, on the very first, uh, maybe the very first episode, the yeah, very first actually, show that we I did. Think you told it about time. yeah, about living in downtown Manhattan, Battery Park City, thirty fifth floor, view of the World Trade Center, and like I didn't want to go back in and I didn't want to exploit. Like September eleventh was a strange day for me. It was like the idea that it was seventeen years ago yesterday. Or almost two days ago. It depends on when the fuck you listen to this. Whatever. You could figure out what the fucking date and time is. You have a fucking smartphone. You have a fucking watch. And you're a fucking smart human being. Not if you're listening to this show. But fuck you. Uh, and that fucking 20-year-old hero. Uh, so anyway, the, the thing is that that um, when I lived... When we... My ex-wife, Andre and I. My landlord. My ex-ex-girl. My ex-ex-ex-ex-girlfriend. Uh, and I lived in London... It, it was a strange time, obviously, because this thing happened, and it was like, fuck. And of all the places we could be, the UK, London, was one of the best places we could be in the world at that time, you know? And the experience that we had, not with the current millennials, but with the the greatest generation, the World War II generation, were, was fantastic. Because they, they had an incredible appreciation for Americans and what we had done for the world. Because if you had, if you lived in London during World War II, you were literally being bombed fucking daily. People were trying to kill you you're, every fucking day. Every fucking day, people would get up and go to work while your city was being bombed, right? Like, it's a fuck. It, it's hard to get your... It's hard for me to get my head around. I'm not like... Oh, yeah, they were that? trying to kill you, your children, your mother, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Everybody was right. trying... They were trying to kill right. all of y'all, motherfuckers. Right. And, and, like, and, and to a certain degree, I think until September 11, 2001, we didn't really have that experience on American soil. Like no, it was like, no. what the fuck? And it was like, what, 19 fucking guys? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. it, it, so so it's a strange time for me. Like, I, I mean, I know last night I was so fucking contemplative and fucking in a weird space. And I, it's this thing. I, I It feels like it was yesterday. And it feels like a lifetime ago. And did it really happen? I still, I struggle to get my head around it, you know. Yeah. And the idea of exploiting it in any way, posting anything about it, because, like, I fucking survived. Like, I lived across the street from it for whatever reason. My ex-wife and I moved out the day before. What the fuck? Like, yeah, I don't believe in a higher path. I don't know what I fucking believe. John, you're here for, like... I'm here something. for a reason. You're here for something. You know, and there hasn't been a day like that. Well, well, actually, since then, there, I think for some people, they yeah. think that they, mm-hmm. the, the, the yep. only day like that is November 8th, 2016. Some people are looking at that as maybe a similar day, but... Hold on, I gotta Google it. What is it? November eighth, twenty sixteen. I think uh, some people see as a, a similar date in history. Not not uh, that uh, you know I could put it there, but uh, you know it's one of those days that lives lives in. in what happened on this day? I, I don't know what happened on this day. What happened on November eighth, twenty sixteen? Do you know? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm googling it. Oh, oh, Republican Donald Trump elected president of the United <laughs> States of America defeating Democrat Hillary Clinton who received 2.9 million more votes. I was just uh, talking, I was seriously, I was just tonight having a conversation uh, with with a group of people at dinner. They, uh, they, they were all in New York at, uh, and there was a convention going on at the Jacob uh, Jacobs Center yep, in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And I was they, in New York as well. I was in okay. Brooklyn. 
okay so they said uh they had uh, the <laughs> night before okay so the, you know on the east coast the returns come in later yes and so uh you know a lot of people had probably had kind of given up on it and, and gone to bed and were just pretty much in disbelief but they said uh it rained the next day and uh mm-hmm. people w- were walking in out of the rain <laughs> it wasn't rain that was <laughs> fucking lefty liberals fucking crying <laughs> they were fucking crying from the minute the first fucking when msnbc said Donald Trump is our next president. Tears, tears, just strolled down. Uh, <sighs> there was no fucking rain, okay? Look at the fucking farmer's arm in the heck. Look at the fucking history. <laughs> Al Roker will tell you it did not rain. He, even he was... Fuck that guy. <laughs> there was a so, hurricane. <laughs> Take this, bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so Hur- anyway. Hurricane, we're fucked. Uh, so 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 they were in, and I don't remember it raining the next day. I just know that it was like it was one of those moments where I was in Brooklyn, and I live in a purple state here in New Jersey, where you know the neighbors across the street watch you know Fox News. They watch it. They've got one of those little TVs, like seven TVs that pull down that's in their kitchen, and they have a and Fox News is running twenty four seven in the bathroom in the kitchen. Maybe I think. I think yeah. I made that up. I don't care. <laughs> I just, I don't, um, and and so for me, and the same thing happened when Obama was elected in 2008. I worked at Bumble and Bumble, a hair product company in the beauty industry. Uh, you know, a fair number of you know uh, gay folks, a lot of women, whatever, and in New York City, and then down here, it's like when Obama was like the people were like uh, sad and crying. It rained here, rained tears, and then in New York, it was like everyone was like hope, and I was like, what the fuck? It was those moments of, and you know what happened on September 11th, 2000, or September 12th, 2001? What? Right. <laughs> the whole motherfucking country came together. Yeah, right? they did. They everybody. Did. Yeah. I don't care what your race was. It was like for half a minute, everybody can fly that fa- flag. Yeah. Not fag. Nobody can fly a fag. Hey, if you wanted to fly a fag, you could fly a fag. Not and, a good idea. would be the only one that was flying right there. <laughs> don't fly. That, that whatever you do. No, but you, just you could, one. <laughs> you could fly a flag even if you were like, like it didn't, nobody owned it more than anyone else, right? If you were American, right? Black, white, yeah. Hispanic, Jewish, whatever. I, I heard, and there was like, yeah. you there was a connection and it was the only time in my motherfucking life that I've even been in the least bit patriotic to a certain degree right because I don't like blind patriotism right that song have you ever heard that Lee Greenwood song God Bless the USA How to be an American yeah have you heard that song yeah real talk straight up what do you think of that song tell me uh, I, I'm, I'm, it's, uh, I think I, you and I are going to be very very similar I think we're going to yeah. come into a similar place on this go ahead I, you know, I, I seriously, I, I am, and I will say this unequivocally. I, I, I love America. I think it's a great country. I think so do it I. is. We, are, we mm-hmm. are the. I think we are the, the model that the rest of the world should actually mm-hmm. we're model big fucking country after, we're a big fucking country we're a big fucking and we're, doing we're a, a lot big of shit country right. that doesn't mean we're better it just means we have our we have our issues we have our challenges but for the most part and but we yeah we've done we've done a lot of shit right and and uh, so. Um, uh, do I hate the song? No, I, I songs like that. I don't hate the song, go, but I, I you, cringe. I cringe. Though, I yeah. cringe as well. And here's why I cringe. I cringe is because it's so fucking earnest. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's yeah. It, it. It is so fucking earnest, right? It's so like again for me to say it's a shitty song. No, it's not a shitty song. It's. It's like there's there's nothing subtle about that song, right? It, it feels like the same way. To me, it almost feels the way, even though it's genuine. It truly is. I listened to an interview with the guy today, like, um, or yesterday on NPR, and the guy, very religious, very Christian, and 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 he truly is a patriot. This guy, mm-hmm. and he, uh, Lee Greenwood, yeah, yeah, and and. Uh, There's no subtlety to it. It it, it it almost feels like Kim Jong-un having like a military parade and his people. You know what I mean? Like it feels like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like it just, yeah. it's just, it, it like when, if I were to watch a Matt Stone and Trey Parker like movie parodying like, you know, like the, you know, America fuck yeah, that's what it feels like to me. It feels like a fucking joke, you know? 
I yeah, know, I guess I, for me, it's probably the proud, the proud thing, the proud, the brave. You know, uh, the proud thing. Uh, it comes back to you know, pride goeth before the fall. Uh, for me, always, you know, it's like don't get too proud about you know anything necessarily because uh, it's. I think a lot of times that's a uh, a sign a of weakness. Mentally, well, it's it's a place mentally that puts you not so much in a for me a state of weakness. Is what I'm thinking, it just puts you in a, a pompous sort of attitude that you, you don't really need to do. You, you don't need to go there. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. But uh, right. I, I will tell you this: I mean, you know, going back to the 9/11 thing, and you were talking about how strange that was the next day, and. Um, the week afterwards and i'm not sure what the time frame was but i heard the guys on some guys on espn talking about this and uh i had forgotten about this um and it really was i think a a strangely weirdly defining moment for the country that you talked about everybody pulled together but um there was a baseball game. I think it was the first baseball game, maybe, and I might be wrong about this, but when, when uh, you know, they called off all kinds of stuff, uh, and this uh, the the Red Sox and the, I believe it was Red Sox-Yankees were going to play baseball. When was this, sent, 2000? Uh, when was this? 2000? Uh, right after 9-11. Right after, yeah, after 9-11. Yeah, I, I vaguely uh, like remember. The, yeah. Okay, so they sent George W. Bush when I remember the mound. this. And uh, they they sent him out on. Think of how fucking crazy this sounds now in today's world. Are we going to send Donald fucking Trump out on the mound? No, not in a million fucking years. But okay, we sent W out to the mound to throw a pitch as he's going out there. Before I guess the the story goes that he's in the uh, you know in the dugout, and uh, Derek Jeter looks at him and says, uh, "Mr. President." Are you going to throw from the mound? Or are you going to throw from you know the the front of the mound? Or, he threw from the mound. And yeah, well, he yeah. looks at me, and 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 Jeter says to him, "You better throw from the mound." He goes out there, and very obviously, it was no secret at all. He went out there with a bulletproof vest on. Mm. He had a big fucking bulletproof vest on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. out underneath the fucking bright lights of the of the you know uh, in Yankee Stadium, went out there with the, the with the bright lights on, with a bulletproof vest on, in this big crowd, who we did not have the fucking security that we needed probably you know that we have today to have analyzed what's going on with that crowd. He goes out and stands out on that fucking mound and throws a heater. He throws a fucking strike. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did off the mound, and that's like. For me, I used to laugh. But, I mean, W for me was a uh, a comical, uh, like a, was, a caricature. He, yeah, yeah, he was. He was yeah, I, he was I, to I, a certain degree. I, he I was athletic. He, he did play. He did play baseball at Yale, I believe. Right? Yeah, he was, he, yeah, he was an athlete. He was athletic. He was a runner. He was. Uh-huh. He was. Uh, uh, and. Uh, he, he always bemused me. I always, always, I, I got a uh, a funny feeling out of the guy all the time, just because mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. he did. Go- he said goofy shit. He did goofy shit. When he threw that fucking pitch, I was like, "God damn, George W. Bush, motherfucker!" Mm-hmm. I was like, for for a while there, I was like, "You goddamn right." You know, you know? You walk out there with your bulletproof vest and throw the fucking heater. <laughs> I don't even like baseball. <laughs> You know, uh, fucking, what's his name? Fucking Giuliani peaked at that moment. He peaked <laughs> during that time. It was like that motherfucker was, he fucking, he owned it. I mean, he was a New Yorker to the, to the point that I was thinking about it recently. And I'm thinking to myself, like, like, where the fuck was Trump during that time? What the fuck was he doing? And apparently he made some crazy ass quotes on par with him talking about, like, you know, you know, uh, heroes don't get caught or something. You know, what do you talk about? Uh, you know, same kind of shit where it's like now he's got the tallest building downtown. Fucking weird shit, you know. And yeah, there's a little bit of that quote unquote witch hunt bullshit with him. But at the same time, it'd be like, yeah. he said stupid shit. Like, and it's okay to say stupid shit. But when your president stops saying stupid shit. that ladies and gentlemen is our show let's let mr big voice take us out thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed unbecoming of age bonus content at unbecomingofage.com subscribe on itunes or your favorite podcatcher find us on social media at unbecoming of age and sometimes when we touch
you know, like,